before I speak this episode, a rare moment in which I am serious for a second. Uh, I hope Boris Johnson goes very well, gets well soon. Uh, he's a couple of years younger than me, uh, and uh, he and a lot of people are coming out of ICU okay. A lot aren't. Um, so my thought, I haven't been mentioning this because that's not what this podcast is about, this sort of thing. Uh, you know, but I'll be human just for a second. Uh, so, yeah, I feel sorry for all the people going through all of this. I feel sorry for my own family if we end up going through it. Okay, that's a rare moment for me. This episode is not, this podcast is not about that. Uh, and I don't agree that if we all pull together and show kindness to each other and all that, that we will all get through this okay, that all is required, all that is required is love and compassion and all that sort of thing. No. A lot of people will suffer, you know. I don't like that sort of talk, um, you know. It's, it's much better to be respectful of all the people who are dying. Uh, look, the ones who survive, yes, yeah, we will get through, but, you know, we should never throw our hats in the air because a lot of people will have died by then. You know, we should never have tears of joy, really. I'm not into that, you know. And I'm not into people thanking God uh, for sparing them when they do survive. I don't like that either. Uh, but this is all, you know, I could make a whole podcast on all of that sort of thinking. I'm not into people thanking God for saving them because, you know, there are a lot of people who have prayed fervently not to die and they have died. So it's, it's better not to thank God, you know, because how do you make those people feel? You know, there are people whose loved ones have died and they've all been praying. Uh, you know, what are you saying to them? I just think it's kinder to just think about the people who have died and the people who are sick and all their loved ones and forget about all everything else. Forget about everything else. It's a time for sober reflection, no matter what happens. Okay, now on to Boris Johnson, um, who's just gone into ICU. And, you know, he becomes uh, an example of what a lot of people are going through. But... I, I don't know how the following comes across, but I, I had a dream about all that last night. Uh, you know, even as he was being wheeled into ICU, it would appear, uh, unbeknown to me. Uh, and uh, the following is that. So if it, if it comes across uh, not so reflective as it should, it's, it's just what I was dreaming as I woke up. Okay, on with it. Anybody could be doing what I'm doing here. Every time you have a thought, record it. Well, half the world is. On social media, I'm just doing it here. It's a lot more peaceful doing it here, that's all. Because you're talking to yourself only. And you're getting no feedback. Which is kind of a zen I like. Um... Anyway, um, all right, today's thought is as follows. Uh, Boris Johnson has gone into ICU. Now, 
I was listening to the BBC before I woke up. Well, that happens all the time. I have it in my ear all night, most nights. Um, And what happens sometimes is I'm listening to something on the news, but I am asleep. And whatever I'm listening to on the news gets converted into a dream. Uh, So my dream was about Boris Johnson last night. Well, this morning. I'm almost certain it was just before I woke up. I don't know how dreams work, but I'm pretty sure you kind of remember the, the one that you last had. You might have 50 dreams in the morning, for example, and you remember the last one. Is that the way it works? You remember the one that you were having just before you woke up, something like that. Anyway, uh, this is one of those rare moments where I text or report or type my dream as I woke up before it flies out of my head, and I texted my cousin in London, Uh, and here it goes. I've woken up to news of your PM just gone into ICU. Hoping he gets through, of course, but even that's huge. I had the BBC on as I was sleeping and my last dream just now. Clearly, I was listening to the news while dreaming. This is a bit um, abrupt because this is texting. Moving on. I was in a bar downstairs in the hospital he is in. I don't even know what hospital that is, you know, but dreams don't care. Okay. It was an old style hospital. I was next to the stairs that led up to his ward. I asked someone how he's going. Said I was in from Australia. Said I was in from Australia. I, I actually had a chat with the guy. He was actually going into a door. I think he was bringing in an, the meals in and out or something for the bar. Yeah, it's a combined bar and hospital. Uh, I'm not reading now. I'm just talking. I remember. Yeah, look, I was standing. There was a staircase right next to me. You know, and um, and I was in, in a sort of passageway beside the staircase. But it was a big staircase, like you'd find. Um, yeah, in one of those old hospitals, you know, Victorian-style hospitals, all right. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, you know, he was real. As I was talking to him, he was very real. Uh, that's weird. You know, I find that weird still on dreams because, you know, I'm looking at a woman now with her son walking across the street after she she's, put, you know, like, uh, this idea is played up a lot in movies, I know, but off she goes now, she's walking past my car, uh, Nick, I'm at Grey Street, uh, by the way, <laughs> if you want a place where I am, you know, we have to come out of isolation um, to do, you know, against our wishes to do checkups. but anyway, now, um, so she's gone now, that woman, up the street, and I'm watching her recede into, you know, never will see you again land in my uh, rear vision mirror. Right. Um, she was real. That guy in my dream last night wasn't real. But 
my you know my perception of that woman who just walked past my car and that bloke in my dream last night you know my memory of those two people are my memories of those two people are um that they are each you know equally real in a way you know in my memory um you know I find that really interesting, you know, because imagination and memory and all that sort of stuff, they're actual, real properties of the universe. And that's not even arguable, I think. You know, the universe is producing this imagination somehow. You know, like, I'm, if I imagine something or I see something, both those things are happening in the universe. They are happening, you know. Um, now, we do give the one that we can physically uh, rationalise in our heads as, you know, being physically real and all that sort of stuff, as, you know, that one's more important. Uh, but not, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Space, time, I've digressed here, obviously. Space, time, um, and everything else, physical, you know, they, those elements of the universe are, you know, very real elements of the universe, right, and, and, and matter, you know, and things like that. All right, so yeah, I'm looking at a hospital right now, and that's very real, you know, because it's, it's, it's occupying, occupying space, and it contains matter, and um, it's giving off radiation, you know, because I can see it. And it's existing throughout a certain period of time. Okay, so that thing that I'm looking at, that hospital that I'm looking at, um, incorporates a number of components of something that is real in the universe, existing in the universe, existing, I should say. Now, when I have a dream... um, the dream itself exists, yeah. The things that um, the dream depicts might not be real in the space-time matter sense, radiation, um, but the dream itself is real. I'm having the dream, and the dream is real. A dream, I don't think it's even arguable, a dream in and of itself is as real as a hospital. Now, is it not? Now, what you're dreaming about might not be real, but the dream itself is real. And, you know, this is all Descartes. I think, therefore, I am stuff, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm, I'm not building up to anything here. I just find it. You know, I love dreams. I find them fascinating. I love imagination. Um, it's real, in a way. You know, like, it's... It, you, you can't section it off and say, listen, um, it's not as valid. It's valid. It's just as valid as a hospital sitting here right beside me. Um, you know, and if you were going to build a culture, for example, on, um, things that physically have happened, you know, your culture is built on not a myth, but reality, you know, Australia is uh, the nation state of Australia is built on that. Um, you know, Captain Cook came here on, in 1770 on a physical ship, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And then 
first fleet 1788 and all that sort of thing and then our first five governors were this and that you know philip and macquarie and whoever and um all right um yeah australia the nation state is built mostly on uh what we perceive as real events but indigenous australia is built on imagination you know mythology um, and which one's more valid, you know? The origin story of which one is more valid? Yeah. Do you throw away the indigenous origin story because it's unprovable, per se, but it still arose from imagination, the imagine, you know, in the heads of uh, indigenous people. It's just as valid. And it should be, you know, there's no reason not to study it even in history, you know, it's actually a historical event that someone had that thought, that, or that, you know, that it, that thought was developed, that imagination was developed over centuries and centuries. Um, you know, it, should it be included in history, the, you know, in what we call history, even capital H history, uh, the origin stories of Indigenous people? Well, the fact that they had the thought should be the fact that they came up with the ideas is history, so and it's and it's very it's impossible to describe um, the fact that they had the ideas without describing the ideas. You know, you're not going to say, oh, you know, the history of the indigenous peoples. They had a mythology. They had an origin story. They had ideas. Full stop. End of history of indigenous people. You're not going to say that. You have to say what the ideas were. So it find, all the ideas find their way into history books, and they matter. Yeah. And arguably, they're more, you know, they can be more powerful than you know, the origin story of the nation state of, state of Australia. You know? What's more powerful? Um, the origin story of the nation state of Australia, yeah, because we've got a physical ship and we know about it. Uh, you know, I use the word no advisedly, but, you know, <laughs> let's not... Let's not uh, be cute, you know. Um, Captain Cook, 1770, you know, all that stuff. You know, we've got that. Um, so, you know, can we go up to an Indigenous person and say, our origin story stacks up a little bit better than yours, you know? Indigenous person might say, hey, you know, our one stacks up, ours, our, our origin story, no, I think ours is better, you know? Yeah, but ours is real. And, yeah, they might say, well, you know, real according to some elements of the universe, you know, the stuff that physically happened and all that sort of stuff. But ours comes from imagination, which is another element of the universe, imagination. So, yeah, it's your element of imagination. Sorry, it's your element of the universe against our element of the universe. Which one's more valid? Well, whatever created the universe created both. Yeah, it created, yeah, whatever created the universe created matter and space and time and all that sort of stuff, and radiation. Um, but it also created imagination, did it not? You know, are you going to pick and choose which one outranks the other? And all that sort of stuff. And look, what I'm getting at is, in all of that, uh, that woman who passed my car earlier, um, should I assign uh, um, a greater status to her? as then I should assign 
a status to this bloke I met in a corridor in my dream uh, this morning just before I woke up. Well, I'm not going to come up with an answer to that. You know, I think you've got your choice. I think that one's a democracy. I kind of liked the guy um, that I met this morning, actually. Uh, he was actually pretty friendly. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get back to him. Okay, I was next to the stairs that led up to his ward. That's Bojo's ward. Yeah. Bojo's ward? Bojo's ward. Uh, Boris Johnson's ward. Um, I asked someone how he's going. Oh, that someone was that guy that I met. All right. Said I was in from Australia. Okay. And that was that. Now, I kind of wandered back a bit from there, and I was standing in um, at the foot of the stairs by then, and there was a proper bar. It was a pub. You know, it, was, it was a pub. But upstairs, I have to imagine, there was a hospital upstairs. You know, So it's a combined pub plus hospital sort of situation. And there was, you know, like you get in pubs, there was a TV above my head and all the people at the bar and, you know, there were tables around to the left. The bar was on the right. You remember little details of a dream. Um, yeah, it was all that wood wood type of bar, you know, like the um, old-fashioned sort of 70s bar, you know, 1960s bar. All right. So there was a sitcom repeat on an overhead TV for the bar above my head, which had him sick in that show too. What happened was, this was a sitcom on the TV where someone had imagined uh, for a storyline that Boris Johnson was sick. Um, but there he was upstairs and he was actually sick, but he was also sick on this TV show. You know? But the TV show didn't know that he was going to become sick. You know? Okay. I caught the eye of another bloke. He was just standing over, sort of, by one of the high, uh, sort of a high table. Um, you know, those little tables that you put your beer on. Okay. I caught the eye of another bloke, raised eyebrow. One of the characters said, I hope he gets better in the sitcom that was on the TV, you see. All fake. And then the whole bar, you know, and what I mean is the real bar now the bar I was dreaming about. So you've got three levels of um, reality here. You've got the sitcom in the dream. Okay, and then you've got the bar in the dream, which is slightly more real than what's playing, you know, because I'm imagining what's happening in the bar, but someone else imagined what uh, is happening in that sitcom, you know, whoever wrote the sitcom. But then, he's a funny bit, I'm dreaming that as well. I'm, I'm actually inventing that as well, aren't I? Yeah, but I'm dreaming about someone imagining something. So you've got three levels of reality there. And then there's the real me just sleeping this whole time. Um, okay, and you've got the other reality where Boris Johnson is actually in hospital. You've got the other reality where the BBC is on in my ear talking about a real Boris Johnson who is in, who is in hospital right now. So there's a few things going on here. And the universe is weaving and creating all of this. Um, okay. So, one of the characters said, I hope he gets better. And the whole bar broke into an extended clap. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, this is like at the football um, 
when someone gets injured, you know, they break, someone breaks his leg on the footy field and the crowd hushes um, and uh, then they bring out the, the little, you know, the stretcher on the little um, the cart, you know, the motorised cart, and then we're still all hushed sitting in the crowd and you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if he's from your team or the other team and then especially if he's had a good game um so far uh they stretch him off and as the cart with the stretcher on it with the player on it approaches the boundary line every we all clap you know like a kind of somber clap to just cheer him up or that you know whatever you know it's that sort of clap and the whole bar broke into an extended clap. And then I texted my cousin just a little bit more and I said, I would have heard the news while asleep just as he went in. Because they are saying he went in only an hour ago. I'm reporting what I'm listening to on the BBC now. Yeah, my awake self. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're keeping up with all of this. Okay. And um, and then I went on to something else. Um, I was just telling my cousin yesterday um, that I was, yeah, I've got a, I've got a, um, an office in my shed. You see, the famous shed, and I reported to someone I was working with that um, I'm working in the shed, and I've got a new chair for my shed. And he texted me back, and he says, I was just telling my cousin this is pretty funny. I'm a bit jealous about your setup. My home office currently leaves a lot to be desired. It is my shed, which isn't the warmest, nor the most inviting place to work in. And to that I've said, my poor customer, his home office is in his shed. I can't imagine. And my cousin finishes off with, poor bugger. And then I replied, I will be kind to him. In condescension. End of episode.